So before we, we pray and we get into this morning, I want to take a minute and celebrate last weekend. I don't know about you, that it was just a great weekend. I know it was kind of hectic with the rain and we were all like, but there was something so fun about this like memory. We're all going to have that forever memory, right? We'll always remember crowding under pop-up tents, hearing the thunder roll in, or if you were Joshua, taking the brave stance of standing on the, on the deck with an umbrella, hoping that lightning didn't strike. <laughs> but either way, it was such a good weekend, dedicating some of the kids in our church, getting to spend time together in community, in community and fellowship, learning more about one another, It was a really beautiful Sunday, and I'm just blessed uh, that I get to be a part of this this church. Um, So this week, we are um, going into this idea of names. We're going to look at the power of names. Um, A couple weeks ago, Rochelle had me on her podcast, and I actually... um, talked about her chapter on names and it kind of sparked this idea of okay well names are important and what how do they reflect in the bible and what does this look like so we are gonna we're gonna look at that and if you would be patient with me i of course forgot my actual bible and so i have to jump around on my phone so it might take me a few minutes to get to the different scriptures um but i just wanted to let you all know that I'm not up here texting or on Facebook. I am trying to get to the Bible verses. <laughs> so would you guys pray with me? Oh, Father, Holy Spirit, Jesus, God, we gather to get today. And um, as we learn from you, as we learn from your word Father, I pray that we would start to reflect on the names that we have, the names that we hold on to. Maybe there are new names that you're trying to birth in us. God, I just give you again this morning, I give you the words that are in. May I be bold and courageous and speak what you have for us today. In your name I pray, amen. So like I said, this morning we're going to look at names. Over the last, really, couple of months, we've kind of had this underlying theme of like, what are the voices that you're listening to? What authority do you give those voices? If you were a part of Soul Invasion, we talked about that throughout Soul Invasion. And then uh, now we're in this series of Genesis and our origin and how does that impact us today, like the, the origin of Genesis 1? How does that impact us in our story today? And the same with names. Now, names today might not hold as much weight as they did in the Hebrew, in the, in like the Hebrew um, tradition or even in the Greek tradition. Like Names were important. They held weight, but they, and they don't necessarily hold that same uh, power, I guess you could say. A lot of times, most of us might say we were named what, we're, what our name is because our parents liked it or because it has a memory or maybe we were named after a family member or 
maybe we were named for a specific reason. I know that for me personally, when I went to, when Jacob and I went to name Genevieve and Oliver, what their names meant was important to me because I think that there is something in name, giving a child a name. Um, when we named Oliver, uh, we actually didn't know if he were a, was a boy or a girl. And so we had a couple names picked out, but Jacob really wanted to name Oliver based on what the room felt like or what was in the, like, what did it feel like? What, when he was born, how did we feel? And like to pick a name from that. So I'm like half coherent because I've just had a baby. And Jacob looks at me and he says, hey, does he look like an Elisha to you? And I'm like, dude, my eyes aren't even open. Like, I was like, no. All I knew was that wasn't his name. And then his next question was like, what did you feel? Like during his birth, like what was that feeling? And I like, he's like, besides pain. And I'm like, oh, okay, we get that out of the way. Um, I said peace. His labor was very peaceful. It was, it was intimate, it was beautiful, it was calming. Um, and so we started looking up names that mean peace. And y'all, there are some weird names out there that mean peace. Um, <laughs> So we got to Oliver, and Oliver stands for Olive Branch, and Olive Branch represents peace, and that was his name. And he is a mover. He loves to move, but he is, he just has a calming presence about him. He has this peacefulness in him and has ever since he was born. He's 11-month-old whirlwind, but he's just calm. He's peaceful at the core of who he is. And I love that aspect of him and embracing a little bit of what it was for the Jewish people. So the importance of names in the Old Testament and New Testament, there's really like three things. The first is uh, names expressed something about the person, like it told us something. So for example, Esau. Esau literally means hairy. Esau was a hairy person. So he to it told us that was who he was. Sometimes they were named because it told them something about the birth. Like Jacob means heel grabber. Very similar to Oliver, it represents like some, tells us something about what was the birth like. And the fourth thing was it focuses on uh, the future. Like it foretold the future of what that person's destiny was. Like Jesus is Greek, uh, form of the word he. Hebrew name Joshua, which means savior. So obviously, parents were taking if they if they went that route, you're taking a risk. Like, but you're also trusting God that that is their future. Like Genevieve's name means tribe of women, and I truly believe that she is a leader and she will be a leader. And I we I hope that and pray that for her. And we so that's the whole idea of like we're for, for telling her future. And if you've known Genevieve for all of 30 seconds, you probably understand that, that she's a strong three-year-old. We love that. And so names were important. And I think that the names that we have are important, whether it's our actual name or it's a name that, we, that God has given us, like beloved or joy-filled or lovely or whatever that name is, it's important. Names matter. Names matter to God 
so much so that we see that he renamed different people in the Bible. And we're going to look at the three instances where God renamed and gave new names to people and why. So the first one we're going to look at is in Genesis 17, where he renames Abram and Sarai. In Genesis 17, verse 5, it says, No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the ancestor of multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between you, me and you, and your offspring after you, after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your offspring after you. And I will give to you and your offspring after you the land where you are now an alien, all the land of Canaan, and I will be their God. And then if you jump down to verse 15, this is where God says to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Now, these two, Abram and Sarai, God renamed them because he was making a covenant with them. It was a mark of a new chapter for them, a mark of this covenant that God was making. Abram, which meant exalted father, went to Abraham, which means father of many nations. And Sarai went from princess to Sarah, which means my princess. So all of a sudden their life had a mark on them. There was a clear distinction for them of when that covenant was made. No longer were they Abram and Sarai, but they were Abraham and Sarah, and they were going to step into what that meant. And God gave them clarity of new, like this new covenant that was to come from them. And then you have Jacob. Now, we all know the story, a little bit about the story of Jacob. Jacob was a twin, Esau, and he, Esau was the brother that was born first. But Jacob, through uh, some trickery, lying, bribery, uh, took advantage of his brother's hunger at one point, uh, covered himself in hair so that he could steal not only his brother's birthright but his inheritance, and so Jacob wasn't like the most probably loved guy by his brother. <laughs> At least if it were my situation and my little sister went behind my back and took everything, I probably wouldn't be the happiest. And so Jacob had this, so Jacob had this chance in Genesis 32. He's about to go to Esau and, and apologize. He's about to be face to face with the person that he not only tricked, but then he cheated out of his birthright and his inheritance. And that's got to be a little bit, I'd be a little nervous. And so as he's getting ready to do that, he wrestles. He wrestles with God or an angel. And he has this moment of transformation 
where he no longer is out for himself, but he's going to go out for others. And in Genesis 32, verse 26, we see, it says, Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Penel, saying, for I have seen God's face to face, and yet my life is preserved. So Jacob went from a heel grabber to someone that has striven, who strives with God. From Jacob to Israel, he had this mark of engagement with God. He had this encounter with God that no one else could talk about. And maybe we've been there too, where we've had this encounter with God that marks, just like Abraham and Sarah, marks a new chapter, marks a new story, marks something pivotal in our life, and we mark it. And lastly, we have Simon to Peter. Jesus renamed Simon, which means he has heard, to Peter, which means rock. And Jesus tells Peter in Matthew that his church would be formed on him. That's a big, that's a lot of pressure. And then you have this encounter towards the end of Jesus' ministry where where Jesus encounters Simon Peter, and he calls him Simon Peter, will you feed my sheep? And oftentimes, I've always seen that as um, a way that Jesus is like, which one are you going to be? Are you going to be Simon the listener, or are you going to be Peter the rock? But I, I think Matt and I were talking, he's like, what if Jesus was calling Simon Peter, Simon Peter, as a mark of healing? Of saying like, you can, you can still be Simon. Your past doesn't have to be erased for you to be the rock for me to build my church on. And reminding Peter that he is the rock, he is Peter, that mark of a new destiny, that mark of a new path. But his past doesn't have to go away because let's be real when we've had those moments in our life where maybe it might not be like an actual new name where you renamed yourself but it could be um a, a nickname that you've let go of or it could be that you were once bitter and now you are joy filled or you were once i'm trying to think of a word now my brain went blank um whatever that might be, that doesn't just disappear. But that doesn't also have to define us anymore because names are a part of our identity. For many of you, you know, my, you know me as Kat. My name is Kat, that's how I introduce myself. But I grew up as Catherine, that is my full name. Catherine has always been my name. So much so that when I was Genevieve's age, when someone would try to call me 
Katie or Kate or anything else, I would say my name is Catherine. Like, I would correct them. Like, no, that is my name. Call me by my name. And then I got to college and people started calling me Kat and that didn't really bother me, but I still introduced myself as Catherine. But as I was preparing for today, I realized that since I started pastoring here at one church, I've always been Kat. I've never introduced myself as Catherine. In fact, many didn't know my name was Catherine until my parents came and my mom always was like, her name is Catherine, but everyone here calls her Kat. And I love my name. I have great nostalgic memories to my name as Catherine, but you see, I'm not Catherine, I'm Kat. And when I claim that here, I'm claiming the fact that as Kat, I am a pastor, I am a wife, I am a mom, I am a daughter, I am so many things. And that doesn't erase my past as Catherine, but honestly, like, Kat feels much more my name. Like, that's what I am known as. And it's almost like this mark of a different path. Because honestly, if you all could go back to high school, especially high school, and college, Catherine, you never in a million years did I see this in my future. Never in a million years did I think I would be coming, be ordained in two weeks. Like, never. I would never have made this my path. But it's almost like that new name helped me have confidence. Have confidence in the calling that God has for me. And so it might not be an actual physical name change. And you might be like, well, my name is Wendy. And I go by Wendy. (laughs) And that's okay, but it could be that it's like I've said it's you there's a there's a nickname or there's a a word from your past that God has taken and redeemed or changed and said this is no longer your path this is your path no longer are you follower but now you are a leader no longer are you in the background but now you are forward Or maybe the other way around. I think we all have names that we carry with us. Some that are good. Some that hold hard memories. Some we'd like to forget. And others that we hold close. And those names aren't bad. Like, my name, Catherine, is not a bad name. It holds a lot of memories. Some good, some not good. But Catherine doesn't have the confidence that Kat has. And so maybe today there's a name that God is speaking into you or a word that God is giving you to allow you to have confidence to be who he has called you to be. I look out and I see these beautiful faces of people who I have grown to love 
in ways I didn't know I could love other people. And each one of you is different. And like, it's almost like I can see like names starting to hang over your heads of what God has for you and who he has for you and the path he has. And we're each different. And the beauty is that we don't have to be the same. We're not going to be the same. We're not called to be the same. And unfortunately, a lot of times there's this pressure to all have the same name of Joe. We all are supposed to go by the same thing, feel the same thing, answer to the same thing, look the same, walk the same, worship the same, believe the same, think the same, in order to feel like we fit. But see, Jesus and God used names and he changed names to mark a new start, to set people apart. Names aren't meant to blend us in, but to set us apart. So whatever name God is speaking in you that you are holding back because it might set you apart more, let today be the day that you claim that name to be different. To appear different. And not just to the people here at One Church, but to the people in your job. We like to blend. We like to look and feel and be, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I like to fit in. I like to be up on the most popular trends. I like to blend in. But that's not my path. I'm not supposed to hide. And when I hide, I'm being Catherine, but when I'm out front, I'm being Cat. When I'm being who I'm created to be, that I'm Cat. And I'm claiming that in front of all of you because now you can call me out on it. <laughs> and I just pray over every single one of you that if there's a name that God is giving you that you would claim it as a new covenant, as a new marker to move forward as an encounter with God, to be set apart, to be who you are so that we as a church body can be even better. So what is the name or names that you have? What are the names that you need to let go of? And maybe there's names that you need to claim. Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for the fact that you have shown us through the Bible that you gave, like, you gave new names, not as a way to erase the past, but to say, this is your destiny. This is your future. This is the plan I have for you. God, I pray over this morning. I pray for every single person sitting in here. That they would go with confidence. And if, there's, and if we're sitting and we're like, I don't have a name. That's okay. Maybe it's taking time to get before you and say, God, 
Is there a word? Is there something that I'm supposed to be holding on to or letting go of? God, I thank you for just everything you're doing in us as one church. We love you, Lord. Here we pray. Amen.